Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Imagine the relationship between a teacher and his students, uh, between a sheikh and his disciples and his dervishes. The student is dependent on the teacher to teach what's appropriate. The student is dependent on the teacher to be loyal to the student, to not lead him astray, to keep him on the path of truth, and not to abandon him. As the student surrenders to the teacher, the student has to have the faith that when things get difficult, the teacher will continue to pull him forward and to pull him through the difficulties that he's in. There's an old saying that goes, faithless is the person who leaves when the road gets dark. There's a relationship between a teacher and student that is of a very high level, that requires truth and a surrender to each other to maintain the integrity of that relationship. It's similar to a marriage. In a marriage, and society is built on marriages, people pledge loyalty to each other. They pledge fidelity to each other. They pledge that in times of difficulty and in times of ease, they will be there for each other. They will not abandon each other. The church, the Catholic Church, held this union as such an important part of society that essentially for years and years and years they would not allow divorce. Once that commitment was made, that commitment is forever. We also make a commitment to our Lord an internal commitment. There is no compulsion in religion. But, if we want to know the truth, we must join in the truth. And we must be loyal to the truth. And that loyalty to our Lord must be continuous and lasting. We can't switch allegiances. Of course, there are different understandings among different people as to what switching allegiances is. If there is one God, does it matter if you take on the Shariat of 
Judaism or Christianity or Islam or Hinduism to pray to him? That's a dilemma I'll let others uh, discuss at another time. But I want to make one aware that if there's one God, uh, our loyalty is to that one God. As people who choose to walk the path of integrity, who choose to walk the path of love, we need to establish for ourselves a code of conduct. And this code of conduct has to be of the highest level, and it has to transcend normative everyday relationships between people. We have to, if we are truly uh, committed to being on the path towards our Lord, our conduct has to become impeccable. Which means that our word is our bond. When we say something, it means it. If we establish a relationship with someone, we don't abandon them. Man has certain qualities that are less than um, transcendent. And if we are on this path of truth, we have to take and suppress those qualities that are less than and not allow them to be influential in our lives. Not allow anger and hastiness and hate to overcome us. Not allow jealousy to come into our being so that it upsets our equilibrium and turns us on other people. Is there a way that we can act where we either support or at the very least not become involved with those that are difficult for us? When we've established friendships, uh, true friendship requires love. True friendship requires loyalty. True friendship requires defense of each other. In war, men create relationships with each other that very seldom happen in the normative world. They depend on each other for their life. And they are ready to give to protect each other's lives. Can we enter into that kind of a state within this world? Or, as soon as circumstances become such that it is more advantageous for us to abandon someone than to stay with them, do we take the easy way? If the sheikh in a community of dervishes took the easy way every time, then every dervish that caused him any difficulty would be out of the door. He'd be done with them. But the sheikh has patience beyond measure and tolerates the immaturity of the dervish, the disciple, until that immaturity 
grows into maturity. Imagine a mother abandoning its child every time the child threw a fit. Who would raise the babies in this world? Who would bring the next generation into being? Mothers have this inbred loyalty to their children. Fathers have this loyalty to their children. And they give of it. In times of difficulty, they help. In times of joy, they praise. But they're always there for their children. We need to be that kind of a person. Whether we're talking about children or friends, associates, we need to be there for them. We need to be supports in this world. And if we can't support, we should not do the opposite, which is denigrate and become hostile and begin to uh, bring difficulty or at least attempt to bring difficulty into others' lives. Allah protects those who are pure. Allah protects those who have taken on his mantle and walk in his way. So no matter what the words are that come from others against the prophets, it's not the prophets who suffer. It's the ones who have those words. So in the same way, Allah protects his loyal adepts, the ones who are committed to him, the ones who are loyal to him, he is loyal to them. And the retribution that comes for those who make life difficulty for the loyal ones comes from Allah. It doesn't come from man. So we don't need to get involved in retribution. It's not our place. And if we get involved in retribution, it's because we have lost our way. We no longer see the truth so that we think we should act to rectify things. In reality, all is in God's hands. And mostly, at the highest level of things, judgment is in God's hands. And God has never given up the right to judge to man. And man needs to understand that. If man truly understood that, then gossip in this world would stop. Backbiting in this world would stop. But because of the arrogance that man has, and because of the self-aggrandizement and making oneself big that man is capable of doing, they go places where they shouldn't be going, and they do things that they shouldn't do. And in their own minds, they believe that they're doing the right thing. They believe that when they expose their friends, they're doing a service on behalf of others so that they, would, they should know 
what it is about this person that they don't know. The wise man, wise men have said, you should hide the faults of your brothers and sisters. You should talk to them quietly and explain to them if you see their faults so that they can correct it. But don't go around spreading their faults. There was a, a story of a man who went around and gossiped about a holy man everywhere and tried to ruin his reputation. Finally he saw the wrong that he was doing and he came to apologize. And uh, the wise man went into his bedroom and brought out a pillow and it was a feather pillow and he cut it open and then he let the feathers out into the wind and he said go get all the feathers and bring them back to me and restore the pillow to the way it was um, there's some things you can't take back there's some things that you can't fix and the things that come out of your mouth are things to be very, very careful about. Words have the same kind of sharpness as swords. And even though you may not inflict um, scars and wounds of a physical type, you inflict wounds with words that are just as deep as words with swords or knives. We have to be very careful that we don't involve ourselves in this kind of behavior. This is what destroys friendships and destroys communities. There's a story of a great teacher who had literally thousands of disciples, but there started a jealousy among the disciples. And the disciples began to talk about each other to the point where a literal fire arose amongst them in their difficulties with each other. And Allah saw fit uh, to do away with all of them because they weren't worthy of their teacher. So sometimes a teacher is better off with one or two disciples than with a thousand or two thousand disciples depending on, on how the disciples take on the message. Uh, there's a famous story of the camel and the scorpion, where they're on a boat and the water is getting rough, the scorpion can't swim and the camel can, and the scorpion says to the camel, let me on your back and you'll take me to the shore. And the camel says, but you'll bite me. And he said, of course I won't. If I bite you, we'll both die. And so the camel allows the scorpion to mount him. And as they're in the water swimming, the scorpion bites him. And the camel says, why did you do that? And the scorpion says, I'm a scorpion. And there you are. There are scorpions in this world. And we have to be very careful of the scorpions in this world. We're told in the Quran that there are three kinds of people. 
There are the believers, the coffers, the non-believers, and the hypocrites, or the imposters. Now, if we're among the believers, everything, God willing, will be easy. If we're with the non-believers, at least we know they're non-believers. The danger is the hypocrite and the imposter. They make believe that they're believers. They make believe that they're your friend. They make believe that they will help you and assist you. But when the darkness falls, they run away. They leave you unguided. They leave you alone. They leave you without help or aid or assistance that they promised you. And worse, they may even attack you. So, as we walk through this life, we have to understand that the imposters are hidden. And you can't see them right away. So, we have to be very careful in our dealings. We have to be open and forthright. And we have to assume that others are open and forthright. But if they show themselves not to be open and forthright, we have to protect ourselves. And the best way to protect ourselves in these situations is just remove ourselves from our relationships with people who are hypocrites, with people who are imposters. We shouldn't be among them. We should be among the believers. We should be among those whose mode of conduct is consistent. And some of the uh, hints that you'll get, if you see someone betray his friends but uh, pledge his loyalty to you, you should know that it's only a matter of time before they betray you. You should see how someone acts towards people in general. But if he acts differently towards you, you should learn that within time, he will act the same way towards others. I'm sorry, the same way towards you that he has acted towards others. There's a consistency in people's patterns and in people's behaviors. Even though you may have done, how could he do this to me? Look what I did for him. He wouldn't... He wouldn't do the same thing to me. Oh, yes, he would. It doesn't mean anything to him. The person is an imposter, or the person is a scorpion. Our teacher used to tell us that there are many animals in this world that have the faces of men and women. And these animals with the faces of men and women are the most dangerous animals in this world. There are the crocodile people. There are the scorpion people. There are the iguana people. There are all kinds of people that are truly animals inside. So, we should repress our animal tendencies. We should suppress and push away our animal inclinations. We should become pure. And inshallah, that purity will continue in our path and in our way. And we will be consistent in our qualities 
to all people. Now, just as if you see an alligator walking down the street, you cross the street and get away from him, the same thing with people who are like alligators. We should stay out of their presence. We shouldn't get involved with them. We should be involved with ones who are loyal and who are trustworthy and who have shown a consistency in their actions over the years. And we should be that way. You see, the most important thing that we have to learn is that the only one that we can control, the only one that we can be responsible for, is ourselves. Everything else Allah will take care of for us. But we have to control our own tendencies. We have to control our own qualities. We have to create a narrow path for ourselves. And that path is the path of truth and love and loyalty. We are loyal to our friends. We are loyal to our wives. We are loyal to our husbands. We are loyal to our children. We are loyal to our community. We are loyal to our country. We are loyal to our Lord. If we can't be loyal to men, we can't be loyal to God. If we can't be loyal to each other, who can we be loyal to? Loyalty is also wrapped up with gratitude. Children can be grateful to their parents for what they've done for them, or they can resent their parents for what they've done for them. I've seen situations where somebody lent somebody uh, the money so they could buy a house, and they resented the fact that they had to pay him back. So where this great favor was done for somebody, there was no gratitude. Instead of gratitude, There was resentment. And that's what happens with people who don't have loyalty. They don't have gratitude. They don't understand gratitude. And one of the names of Allah is the grateful one. The one who gives and receives. We need to understand those things. We need to become grateful in our lives for all the aid and assistance that we've been given so that we can walk the straight path. And because of all this aid and assistance that we've been given, we should understand that it is our responsibility to give this same aid and assistance to others. We need to be helpmates in this world, not ones who make things difficult for other people. We also shouldn't get too disappointed when we are betrayed because it's going to happen since there are scorpions and since there are imposters and since we've been told that they exist the prophet in his last uh, sermon said beware of the imposters Jesus in his sermon said beware of the imposters we're going to run into imposters and imposters will do to us what imposters do. They will betray us. They won't be loyal. And when that happens, we need to walk away. But the test is, can you walk away without stabbing? Can you walk away without retribution? Can you walk away and just let it be and let Allah 
resolve the situation because Allah is the one who resolves everything. We should know that this world is reciprocal. And if people harm you, Allah will bring about the appropriate punishment for that harm. But it's not in your hands. It's not for you to take care of. These, um, if you go to, to some countries where they have blood feuds and blood retribution, this has been going on for hundreds of years. And tens of thousands of people have died over something that nobody remembers where it started. And it goes on like this. We need to be the ones who get out of this cycle. And we need to be the ones who don't create new cycles like that. Um, it's difficult in this world to walk the straight path. But that's what we've chosen. And instead of looking at it as difficult, we should look at it as the great joy in our life to be able to do what Allah has requested of us to do. It's all a matter of the appropriate attitude that we form towards the situations that we're in. This life is a bubble. It comes and it goes. It's temporary in nature and it disappears. What lasts is what we did during this temporary manifestation. The actions that we performed during this manifestation and the qualities that we picked up during this manifestation. If we can look at our own actions and straighten them out, judge them appropriately, we have done sufficient work. But if our entire work is to look at others and try to correct them and judge them, we've missed the point. Jesus said, we see the speck in another man's eye, but we don't see the log in our own eye. The ability to be able to look at ourselves and be able to correct ourselves is the great work that we have to do. And we look for every reason we can find not to take care of that, but to take care of what's outside of us. Everybody tries to turn from themselves to the outside world. And that's why we have all these defenders of God running around killing people. That's why we have all of these self-righteous people telling everybody else what to do. We need to be the ones who correct ourselves. And in that, we will find truth. In that, we will find God. We're not going to find God outside of ourselves. We're going to find him inside of ourselves. And if we're constantly looking outside, we're looking in a place that can't provide what we're looking for. It's just easier. There's the famous story of Nasruddin, who was on his hands and knees in front of the mosque, which had the only light in town at, at night because they had a generator. 
and he's looking for something. And a man walks up to him and says, what are you doing? He says, I'm looking for my keys. And the man gets down on his hands and knees to help him. And Nasruddin says, it's not going to help if you help me here. He said, why not? He said, I didn't lose my keys here. I lost them in the woods. He said, well, why are you looking here? He says, it's the only place with a light. And it's like that. We get confused as to where we're looking for things. To find things, we have to look where they are. And if we want to find the truth, we're going to find it inside of ourselves. We're not going to find it outside of ourselves. And if we want to understand love and loyalty and all of the qualities that are appropriate, we're going to find them inside of ourselves. And if we can become those qualities, we will draw to us people with those qualities. And then a community of lovers can exist. And it is and should be our intention to be within a community of people who love and people who can be depended on and people who are there for when you need them. This is the truth of our lives. We should be the dependable ones. We should be the loyal ones. We should be the loving ones. Just as the example that our teacher gave us. He was always there for us. He always loved us. He always tried to help us. Let us become helpers in this world. And even knowing that there are so many who don't help, let that not deter us. Let us move forward in the way of truth. Let us move forward in the way of doing God's work. May that be our path. Amin, Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen, Assalamu Alaikum Warahmatullahi Wabarakatuh.